The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. This is Eric. As always, I'm joined by... Christian. And Sam. So I was going to just do this one by myself, but I was like, you know what? I'm taking a little longer to get the research done that I needed to get done and pull the clips and kind of put everything together. And also because he had us here. And I had the lovely (laughs) ladies here. So I'm going to put out the episode. Sorry for the delay. Um, I'm recording. We're recording this Tuesday night. I know it's a couple days past when I said it was going to be out. I apologize for that. I took on more of a daunting task than I thought, but here we are. So this episode is going to be a follow-up to Betty and, uh, Barney Hill. And we're going to be going over their audio recordings through hypno, uh, regression therapy. Okay. But before we get into that, a little bit of crypt keeping, uh, Guys, please make sure you download and subscribe to the show. Make sure your auto downloads are on. We really, really love and appreciate that. Um, thank you to all the new listeners that have come on and downloaded these episodes. You guys rock. Um, downloads have n- spiked tremendously. So thank you for that. And that lets us know what you guys like and what we're going to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you don't like certain topics, we won't cover them as much. And if you do like them, we'll know because we'll see it. And the other thing is we're getting ready to do a series on Ouija boards. I'm excited. And we want your stories. If you have any cool Ouija board stories, please contact us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can email us at creepsinthecrypt at gmail.com. Send us your Ouija board stories and we will read them in the second episode for the show for that series. Part one, recovering the history history of Ouija boards. Part two will be your listener stories. I'm so fucking excited for that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good episode. So, a good series. So, without further ado, guys, now that we've let, had a week to let the Betty and Barney Hill stories sink in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, let's play the first clip I have. This is going to be Barney Hill's clips. And then okay. I'm going to finish out the show with a compilation of all of Betty's clips. Okay. But we'll talk about the Barney clips. Okay. So here's the first one. I pulled over to the side of the road. 
and I look toward the sky. Looks like a big pancake. I drive and Betty is still looking and she says, Barney, they're still following us. What do they wear? I believe this is a flying saucer. I can see it tilted toward me. So you can just hear the terror in his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is just starting to relive, relive that. And these are all the clips I could find of Barney. Like, there's not a lot out there. There's more on Betty's audio recordings than mm. Barney's because he's just horrified and in a sheer state of panic and terror to the point to where they're having to like wake him up through it. Like, they're like, okay, uh, we got to get him out. We got to get him out of this hypnosis. Like, do it in shifts. Yeah. Well, I mean, this lasted six months and. You know, there was hours upon hours of these recordings. So I had to pull these out of a documentary. If if you noticed the, all the background noise, mm-hmm. plus it doesn't help that recording software wasn't great back then, and it sounds like it was recorded on a fucking potato. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Much like any Bigfoot video you see, it is also recorded on a potato. Even if it was filmed today, yeah. somehow. It's some shitty grainy iPhone camera from like an iPhone 1. Nah, it's an Android. <laughs> Could be. You never know. All right, so we're going to play the next clip. I've been told. I have been told to keep my eyes closed. They took me and carried me, and my feet are not bumping on the rocks. I am going up a slight incline. I'm afraid to open my eyes. So this is how his shoes got scuffed up. I was just thinking that. It was that part. So he's almost levitating and his his feet are dragging the ground mm-hmm. but he's not walking on them like we thought if you listen to this tape he's clearly floating through the woods yeah so they have some type of anti-gravity tech that's letting him levit like levitate wild so here's the next clip you are going to be operating on no I was laying on the table. I thought if I keep real quiet, I won't be harmed. So he felt like if he kept quiet, he wouldn't be harmed. But what they would do is like measure the vertebrae on him and uh, Betty both and do all these weird procedures and stuff. But this next clip is where he just loses it. Like, just awful. This creature is telling me something. What did he tell you? To keep my eyes closed. Don't open them. And 
never seen his eyes before. <laughs> God, give me strength. All right. I mean, you can just tell he is fucking terrified just reliving this. Mm-hmm. And Betty just talked and talked and talked. But I'll be playing that in just a second. So... Let's get into, now this is going to be long. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. If you don't want to hear this audio quality, and this isn't your thing, this isn't the episode for you, but if you are truly fascinated by the Betty and Barney Hill story, this is a fucking treat. I have I have compiled 45 minutes of Betty Hill talking about what she experienced that night. So without further ado, here we go. I wasn't afraid. I was afraid when I saw the men in the row. Men in the row. <laughs> I've never been so afraid in my life. Tell me about the men in the row. <laughs> it's all right now. You're safe here. Tell me about the men in the road. We, we're driving along. We're on a tired road. And all of a sudden, without any warning or any reason or rhyme or anything, body made a, uh, he almost, the pranks, I think he would squeal, he stopped so suddenly and made this sharp left hand turn to the highway and we went onto this narrow road. Um, I was wondering what he was doing down here, but he wasn't saying anything and I wasn't. I figured, well, maybe we're lost, but so what? We'll come out somewhere. And we're going along, and there was a sharp curve in the road. And as we went around the curve, there were trees. There were a lot of tall, tall trees on my side. I don't know about Bonnie's side of the road, but there was these men standing in the highway. And I wasn't too afraid when I saw them. They were standing there. And I thought, well, you know, they were soundful. There was, oh, I don't know. And they were just, you couldn't get a good look at them. But then I thought, well, you know, are they in a car and the car broken down? Or what are they doing there? And Bonnie said to stop. And then he, he stops the car. And these men started to come up to the car. They, they, they separated. They came up in two groups. And when they started to do that, I, I got real scared. And the, the, the car motor died. The car stalled. And, and when they started coming up, Bonnie tried to start the car. 
you try to start it, and you know how a motor of a car will just turn over, turn over, it won't fire. And he's trying to start the car. He did what? He's trying to start the car, yes. and it won't start. And the medic, I mean, I just, and I think, well, I can't get away from this. I can, if I get the car door open, I can run in the woods and hide. And I'm thinking it, and I just put my hand on the car door and open it. And just, and the men come up, and they open it for me. And they open the car door, and there's, there's not very big men. And there's one, two, three, next to me. And then it's two men behind them. I didn't hear that. Two men. There's, there's a car door, and there's one, two, three men. Yes. And then there's one, two more behind them. Yes. And one man puts his hand out. Conservative minority. He's walking. 
good. I keep going a little bit further and I turn around and I say his name again, Barney, wake up. He doesn't pay any attention. And then the man who's walking beside me here says, oh, is his name Barney? What if it was never invented? Yeah. Invented by her. I turned around and I looked at this man and... I think it's none of his business. Whoever created so I didn't speak did, to him. But we don't actually need it. There was, we a, time on, there was a time on Earth before. Did we keep walking? Yes. Who, who created gravity, babe? Dan. Did I try to wake Body up yeah, again? Can you see a body? Body, wake up. But he doesn't. So the man said. What if it was never invented? He asked me again. He said, is Body his name? Then I would gravity. ask him so that he said, He says, Don't be afraid. You don't have any reason to be afraid. We're not going to harm you. But we just want to do some tests. When the tests are over with, We'll take you and body back and put you in your car. You'll be on your way back home in no time. And so I mean he was he was sort of reassuring in a way, but I wasn't I trusted what he said. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen, and we kept walking, and the body was still asleep, and then... You mean he was walking in sleep? Yeah, he was just like sleepwalking. These men spoke good English? Uh, only one spoke, the one who was on my left. And he said... And then he was more or less... He had an accent. He, he had sort of a foreign accent. But he was very, you know, business-like. So then we kept walking. We came to... And there was a case of the clearing, and there was. Oh, I wish it was lighter so I could get a better picture of that. There was a ramp in the door. There was a, the object was on the ground. The object was on the ground. Yeah, I think it was the same when I was watching in the sky. And it was, there were trees, and there was a path, and there was this clearing. And this object just 
Oh, the clearing I could see just about filled up, filled up the clearing. And they're taking me up to the object. Now, I don't want to go on it. I don't want to, I don't know what's going to happen if I go on it. I don't want to go. And I go up the ramp. And I go inside. And there's a corridor to the left. We go up the corridor. There's a room, and they sat to take me in the room. Some of the men come in the room with this man who speaks English and me. They stay for a minute. I don't know who they are. I guess maybe they're the crew, but they only stay for a minute. And the man who speaks English, is there, and another man comes in. I haven't seen him before. I think he's a doctor. I think he's got, I don't know how our nervous system is, but I hope that we'll never have nerve enough to go around kidnapping people right off the highways, like he's done. And I, oh, he tells me to take off my dress. And he told me to take off my dress, and then before I have even have a chance hardly to stand up to do it, the examiner. Had, my dress has a zipper down the back. Down the back? Yeah, it has a zipper down the back. And the examiner unzips my dress. It goes way down to my wife, the zipper does. And so I slip my dress off. That's so why I don't have my my dress or my shoes on. And there's a uh, next over away is a stool and then there's in the sort of in the middle of the room is a table. Some kind of a table. It's not up very high, but I'll say high to the desk. So uh, I lie down on the table on my back and he brings over this uh, uh, oh how can I describe it they're like needles there's a whole cluster of needles and each needle has a wire running from it so then they roll me over 
on my back. And the examiner has a long needle in his hand. And I see the needle. And it, it's, it's bigger than any needle I've ever seen. And he, I asked him what he's going to do with it. And he said, just a simple death to vulture me. And I asked him what? And he said he just wants to put it in my table. It's just a simple test. And I don't know it will hurt. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's a dollar holder. And he takes a needle into my table. And I'm crying and I tell her it's hurting, it's hurting, it's hurting, hurting it out. And, and, and then the leader, he goes over and he puts his hand, runs his hand in front of my eyes. And he says, I'll be all right. I won't feel it. And all the pain goes away. Okay. Did they make any sexual advances to you? No. They didn't. No. I asked the leader, I said, why did he stick the needle, why did they stick the needle in my navel? And he said it was a pregnancy Alrighty. test. And I said, well, I don't know what they expected, but that was no pregnancy test here. And she didn't say any more. So, the examiner was helping, he helped me get up off the table. And I swung around, and my sh he gave me my shoes. And I put those on and got down on the and my dress was there and I put my dress on and he, I was, he, I was going to zip it up and he took a hold of the zipper at the top and pulled it up and then Oh, I said, I can go now. I can go back to the car. And he said, 
Bonnie isn't ready yet. And so then I began to get worried and I kept, I asked him why it was taking so long with Bonnie. And he said, well, they were doing a few more tests with him, but he'd be right along in a minute. And uh, the, uh, there was a cabinet there. And the, exact, the, the doctor, the examiner, I mean, it, he had gone out of the room. There was just the, the leader in me there. So there was a doctor there, you say? I, and the man who did the examining, he did the testing, and he left. And so there was just the leader in me. And so uh, I felt, I mean, I was grateful to him because he had stopped my pain. And, and now I wasn't afraid at all. And so I started talking with the leader. And I said to him that this had been quite an experience. It was unbelievable that no one would ever, ever believe me and that most people didn't even know he was alive and that what I needed was some proof that this had really happened. So he laughed and he said, well, what kind of proof did I want? What would I like? And I said, well, if he could give me something to take back with me, then people would believe it. And so he told me to look around and maybe I could find something I would like to take. And I did. And there wasn't much around, but on the cabinet, there was a book. A, a, a fairly big book. So, I, uh, I, I put my hand on the book and I said, could I have this? And the, the leader laughed and he asked me if I thought I could read it. And I told him, no, I laughed too. I said, no, but I wasn't taking it to read that this was going to be my proof that this had happened, that 
Jeff, this is my proof. And so he said that I could ha I could have the book if I wanted it. And I picked it up, and I was delighted. I mean, this was this was one this was uh, more than I'd ever hoped for. He went over across the room to the head of the table, and there was, he he did something. He opened up. Uh, it wasn't like a drawer. He sort of did something in, in the metal of the wall. There was an opening. And he pulled down a map. And he asked me, had I ever seen a map like this before? And I walked across the room and I leaned against the table and I looked at it and it was a map of it was a oblong map and he said that the heavy lines were trade routes and then the other lines The other line, the, the, the solid lines, were places they went occasionally. And he said that the broken lines were expeditions. So I asked him where he, what, where was his home port? And he said, where's the, where are you on this map? And I looked and I laughed and I said, I don't know. So he said, well then, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point of my telling you where I am. And he put the map, he, the, he, the map rolled up and he put it back in the space in the wall and closed it. And I felt very stupid because I didn't know where the earth was on the map. And I asked him, well, could he show me? Well, could he open up the map again and show me where the earth was? And he just laughed. And then I still, I got the book 
I still got the book. I'm carrying the book. I got it in my eyes. It's a big book. I don't... And so I went back to the cabinet and put the book down and started to look through it again. And there was all of a sudden this noise out in the hall. And some of the other men come in and with them is the examiner. And they're quite excited. So I asked the leader, I said, what's the matter? Did, did something happen to Barney? What's, what is that? It's something to do with Barney. And the, the examiner has me, op has me open my mouth and he starts checking my teeth and they're tugging at them. And I asked him, what are they trying to do? What were they doing at them? They were pulling, tugging at tugging my teeth. Tugging at them, yes. Yes. And the, the examiner said that they were very, he was very excited, and he said that <laughs> he, he said that they couldn't figure it out. Barney's teeth came out and I didn't. <laughs> and I, I was really laughing. And <laughs> I said that Barney had dentures and I didn't. And that's why his teeth would come out. <laughs> and they... So then they asked me, what were dentures? And I said that people, as they got older, washed their teeth. From, they had to go to the dentist and have their teeth extracted. And they put in dentures. Or a person... Sometimes Barney had to have dentures because he had he injured he had a mouth injury of some sort and he had to have his teeth extracted. All these things you ask me, I don't know. I'm a very limited person when it when talking, trying to talk with you. But there are other people in this country who are not like me, that they would be most happy to talk with him. That they could answer all his questions. And maybe if he could come back, if we could make arrangements for a meeting, I could, maybe I could, if he gave me time enough, somehow I could find these people and I could arrange for him to meet them and it would have to be done so there'd be no danger involved. I, I wouldn't want him to be exposed to any danger that 
I don't know how I could do it. I don't know how I could. I'd work it out somehow. But if he if he could come. I want him to come back. I want him to... The... And he's just looking at me. And I... Will you come back? Can we make... Can, can we work out something? And then his answers... His questions would all have answers. And... and other people could get the things that all the things I'd like to know too. And he says, "I don't know. I don't know. It, it it's not my decision to make." So I said, "Well, could you discuss it with the person who does have the decision to make?" And he said, yes. And I said, well, if you do decide to come back, I mean, if it can be worked out, I would need time. I, I It would take some time. I mean, I just couldn't go out on the spur of the moment and round up people to meet with you. It, it would have to be people that we knew would be all right and... and would have the background and all, and and I wouldn't even know where to meet him, or or. And he laughed. He said, "Don't worry. If we decide to come back, we'll be able to find you all right." But I said, "But I don't live around here. I don't live in this area." And he said, we'll find you. And I said, how? How will you find me? Out of millions of people. And he said, we will. We always do find those we want to. And I said, well, now what do you mean by that remark? And he just laughed. And then... Barney's coming. They're bringing Barney out of... I hear the, the men out in the corridor. And I said, Barney's coming. And he said, yes, you can go back to the car now. And I got the book. And Barney's coming out. And Barney's eyes are still shut. Good heavens. <laughs> He's missed an awful lot. I wonder if he made him keep his eyes shut or if he's scared. And so, they, uh, anyway, uh, now it's time to go back to the car, and the leader said, come on, we'll walk back to the car with you. And I said, all right. I said, but I do wish, I wish I knew if you were going to come back. And he said, well, we'll see. And... We're out into the corridor. Barney's behind me with his eyes shut. There's a man on each side of him. And I'm starting, I'm all ready to go down the ramp 
when some of the other men, not, not the leader, but some of the other men are talking. I don't know what they're saying. But they're very excited. And the leader is saying, he's, he's saying something. And they're quite, they're, they're, they don't, they're undecided about something. And then, oh, the leader comes over and takes my book. And I said, oh, I'm furious. I said, you promised me I could have the book. You gave me a word you, I could have it. And he said, I know it. He said, but the others object. They don't want you to have it. And I said, but this is my proof. If you take the book away from me, I'll have no proof that this has happened. And he said, that's the whole point. They don't want you to know it's happened. They want you to forget all about it. And that's why I'm taking the book. And I won't forget about it. You you can take the book, but you never, never, never can make me forget about it. Because I'll remember it's the last thing I ever do. I want the book. He won't give it to me. And he says, he laughs. He, he says, maybe you will remember. I don't know. I hope you don't. But maybe you will. And that is the wrap up on Betty and Barney Hill. The fact that they took away her, basically the equivalents of I was abducted and all I got out of this lousy uh, t-shirt and then they took it away from her because she wouldn't have any proof. Fucking mind blowing. And you can hear how upset she is about that. But guys, thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, a um, little bit different. It's more of an audio drama, I would say just basically recordings of what their experience was, but thank you for listening. Um, and we'll have a new episode out very soon. Uh, it'll be, I mean, this is coming out on Thursday, so it'll be out tomorrow. Um, and yeah, just go to our social medias, hit up our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Stay creepy.